So, okay, so guys, we've just come up with a bloody brilliant idea halfway through recording this. So we're now speaking to you from the future. Your idea. Take credit, boo. Um, Your idea. (laughs) I see you shining. So as it is Women's History Month, we decided that over the next four weeks, we are going to do a mini series where each week we discuss a different topic surrounding women, the female experience, our own, obviously we can only speak from our own experiences, but mm-hmm. we're going to cover topics such as the male gaze, catcalling, the gender pay gap, consent, plus much more. Um, so stick around. This is episode one of our mini Lil March series. And yeah, we'll see you in the next few to speak about girls, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to your favourite podcast with your favourite girls, Charlotte and Neve. In this podcast, we like to drink wine, get all up in our feels, and most importantly, keep it 100% real. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. How are you? Um, I thought you were asking me, but for a second, I thought you were asking them. And I was going to say, Charlotte, they can't answer you. I was like, uh, "What do we just give them a minute to like respond? Yeah, so they can pretend." That's like take. <laughs> uh, it's like when those robots call you. You know the random little robots that will ring you, and it's like you have been in an accident, <laughs> and you're like, "Have I, have I?" And they're like, "We have been told you have." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mum always used to really wind them up and be like, oh, "How did you know?" <laughs> yeah. But- I was going to ring. I've been so busy. I remember once um, when I was younger, I answered the home phone, which I never used to do. And um, it was like a cold call, obviously. And they were like, you today to, if my mum's listening to this, she'll remember and she'll probably be laughing so much right now. Um, it was like, you want a holiday to Disneyland, Florida? And I was like eight. And I like ran into the dining room and I was like, oh my God, guys, we want a holiday to Disneyland. <laughs> And my mum was like, oh, <laughs> no, you haven't. Elijah. I was literally like, so heartbroken. No way. To be fair, answering the home phone at eight is a brave move from you. Yeah, I don't know what. That's brave. I don't know why. I like, It would ring, then I'd always be like, is anybody want to get that? Mom, the phone's ringing. <laughs> and they'd be like, answer it. And it's like, I'll just bring it to you. Oh, yeah, I always... I don't know what made me... You were just feeling dangerous. Yes, yeah, so we... First of all, happy um, Women's History Month, y'all. We thought we would dedicate this episode to just kind of touching on our experiences of being young women in the society and the world that we are currently living in um, and sort of just reflect on our experiences challenges positives and just sort of our general consensus of being young women who are kind of growing into their early years of womanhood in light of women's history month 
Love it. Get a round of applause for the women everywhere. Chef's kiss. Yeah. My laptop's doing that thing again where it sounds like it's about to take off. Is it? Yeah. Sounds like it's about to take off. <laughs> <laughs> One day, well, I don't feel like it's literally just going to go, oh, shoot, up in the ceiling. Um, so, yeah. But obviously, before we get into the episode, as per usual, we're going to do Recky Boo's recommendations of what we've been listening to, watching, reading. Yeah. If you want to go first, <laughs> because I'm still thinking about mine. I'm literally still thinking of mine. Yeah, that's fine. My recce this week is the series It's a Sin. Oh my gosh, that is meant to be amazing with the singer. Yeah. Yes, yes, Um, Yeah, so it's on BBC and it's been out for a while actually. And I heard like it was so, what's the word? Like well received. Everyone was like saying how amazing it was. And I was, I kept putting off watching it. It's only five episodes. So, and they're only like really? five minutes long. Yeah. So it's not like daunting to start. But oh my God, it is so good. It's like heartbreaking um, for anyone that's not familiar. It's about when the AIDS crisis broke out in the 80s um, mm. and how it was sort of like the government didn't really care that much because it was only killing gay people. And so then gay people thought that it was, like, didn't believe it because they were like, well, how the fuck is there something that only kills gay people? So, yeah, I'm only two episodes in. So I've got three left, but it's so, so, so good. And I think, like, it's mad how little we know about it for something that was in, well, it was, like, 40 years ago. And I don't know, I like, I was watching it and I was like, I have no idea about this at all. I'm not gonna lie, I already know how it ends because I watched a Google box the other night. And they were watching it in Gogglebox. Oh, no spoiler And I was like, mm, no spoiler beans. I was like, oh, thanks a lot. But I, thanks a lot, Rachel. Now my iPhone doesn't charge with my charger because it's like, got used to your iPhone. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Not going to lie, though. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Not going to lie, though. I'm still going to watch it because even though I know how it ends, I'm still like, I don't know how it it's so, so like the way it's filmed is amazing all the actors and actresses mm. are like all like up and coming and they're all so good mm. and um it's like filmed very like the way it's filmed is cool like you'll see when you watch it but it's like it's quite funny despite how dark like heavy it actually is but oh mm. massive wreck go watch go watch go watch go watch go watch go watch i love when like people are so talented in the creative industry like years and years obviously he's like an artist and he can now he's acting like i love people that are like so versatile in the creative arts like they have so much to give to the to the industry so that's so i I recognize his face from the advert i've seen it advertised so much it's channel four isn't it bbc oh is it no i think you're right it's channel i just said it would be it might be channel four no, it's channel four. It is channel four. I take it back. I take it back. No, it is. No take backs. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Yep, yep. Love that. That's a really good one. Um, you got one yet? <laughs> yeah. My recce booze is. I did. I feel like I said it last week. But I'm actually sort of re. I'm rereading it. So. 
I'll give it a go. Um, I've got it here. Mine is how to be single and happy. Science-based <laughs> strategies for keeping your sanity. And then Jeffo have said this last week, but I'm rereading it because I just found it really interesting. Um, you'd think that it just focuses on. I literally feel like I said this last week. No, you said but it. You um, think a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's good. Maybe everyone's forgotten by then. I probably should have just kept quiet, but I'm an honest gal, so we move. Appreciate the honesty that House One and Wellness brings to your life. Yeah, so this is How to Be Single and Happy by Jennifer L. Tate, um, who is like an author, and I'm pretty sure she's a psychologist as well. It's all about like cognitive behavioral therapy. It's not just about being single, it goes into the whole ethos of like, genuinely enjoying the time you spend with yourself and also being present in like every moment of your life and um I've been practicing that so much more recently like even if I'm just literally like doing something ridiculous as like going for a little walk around the corner like with the dog I'll literally like kind of not go on my phone not like get service in the middle of the countryside anyway um but rather than like ring someone on a walk now I sort of just I'm in the walk and that's just where I am and like my environment is just what's around me and I'm just sort of taking everything in and like, if I have a conversation say like over dinner my dad's telling me something about something some work he's done around the house and but like my phone's going off or like you know I'm getting notifications normally I've just picked, I'd look at, be looking at him and listening and being like yeah yeah that's cool but like looking at my phone as well I've sort of like only this week I'm trying to get into the habit of being like fully present in every conversation that I'm having yeah and I'm not gonna lie I know it sounds a bit ridiculous but it's already kind of made such a difference to how I feel Mm. I don't know like I just realized that I actually just appreciate the conversations and like even like just just any time I spend on my own or with someone else it's like I'm just fully in that moment so that's one thing that now rereading I've really picked up on from this book because um, it doesn't just focus on single happiness, it focuses on the whole idea of happiness. And it also is just kind of reaffirming the sort of things that me and you already believe in, like um, like kind of establishing a good relationship in yourself, because that sets the tone of all the relationships that you have in your life, like friendships and romantic. One part of it is all about like values and what do you value and how like your mind can hold you back and just sort of like taking control over your life it's really good it's really really good it's on about it even talks about like procrastination and all sorts like it's not it goes into so much detail yeah. more than to be fair sometimes I read it and I forget it's a book that's focused on being single you send it to me when you're um, finished reading it again yeah 100% to be fair unless you call it something else because it kind of goes yeah, off on a tangent I'm not gonna lie like it seems like that's really not it's selling point practicing acceptance practicing being present got a whole chapter about like um it's called let's talk about babies but only if you want one so it's sort of appealing to like love women who are like in different stages of their life um and it all goes into like the whole concept of having a child single so like ivf all that sort of like fostering like and she's done a lot of research into like even like when is the best time to freeze your eggs? Like how can you know that like fertility clinic is like reputable? Like it's really just gone down all sorts of alleyways. I'll literally post it to you when I've finished reading it. 
Well, we should do that. I should send you one. You should send me a book. <gasps> we should start doing that, shouldn't we? <gasps> yes, that's such a good idea. That is such a good idea. Um, also, want to like go through this with a highlighter. I always do. Sorry, like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm learning loads from it. Mm. Like, I just feel really intrigued by it. It's really cool. Like everything she talks about links to having a more mindful mindset and that, how that is proven to create happiness, which is so true. But yeah, right. I feel like I went so deep into I that. I love that. So on to Women's History Month. Can I get a hell yeah? We love women. <laughs> Can I get a we love women? We do love women. Why do you think Women's History Month is important to kind of still kind of recognise now? Even though there's still a long way to go, we wouldn't be as far along as we are without the people that came before us. I don't think we should ever stop recognizing the people that came before us that paved the way yeah i think we still have a long way to go especially in terms of like societal pressures on women's figures and body images and appearances and also the way that obviously the whole concept of the male gaze theory mm -hmm. in films and tv series women are heavily sexualized in the media even the way like the sun newspaper for example like obviously i do not read that like I don't read any of that like I just think it's like garbage and just like toxic but I like sometimes catch it on the snapchat you know how like the sun and the day mail have snapchat segments and I'll just skip I'm like scrolling down and it's they've like snapped like a celebrity on like a beach who was obviously just trying to have some chill time and they're zooming in on their bodies and they're either applauding them for like being so thin mm. or they're then almost saying it in a sarcastic tone of celebrates their body or is comfortable in their own skin as she sits with friends and it's like oh she's size like, 10 do you know what I mean but yes I think we still have a long way to go in terms of how women feel under the eyes of society and how also the male gaze theory is very present in everyday life that is the thing that I think every woman can relate to having that experience. Um, so yeah, I think Women's History Month is just kind of recognizing how strong, empowered women have before us have made change and how we are now the strong, empowered women who should make change because it's almost kind of our responsibility now. I think it's just important to still recognize that this change needs to be done, but so much has changed and it's just sort of rewarding that concept and it's like without the people that came before us we wouldn't be able to make the changes that still need to be made if that makes sense i just don't think i remember sitting in um gcse media studies um and i told you this the other day didn't i that we were watching yeah. um like a clip of the it's like, I think it was like the Tomb Raider films with obviously Angelina Jolie like looking very, very stunning. Um, and it was like zooming in on her body and things. And then we we had to like, because we were literally focusing in on the male gaze theory at, like for a couple of lessons for like one of our um, modules. And so we had to watch clips and like seek it out. Not that you really had to seek it out because it was right in front of you. Like, and obviously... 
you know, wasn't really much of a problem for like the boys in the class, but as girls, it was sort of like, oh my God, like, bloody hell, like how have they managed to sectionize someone like simply just doing, I don't know, walking down the street or walking into a room or like heavily sexualizing the women's bodies. Yeah. It's very, it made me feel quite intense because obviously everybody is a like, beautiful body, men and women included in that, like, you know, I'm not saying that men don't face the pressures that we do as well. I think they do. Mm. They really do, especially with like body image, but it just doesn't get spoken about much. Um, yeah, it, it, it just made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, and I'm all for like liberating body and like you know free the nipple guys but to have like to even know that actress was putting that obviously she's acting but how are the camera people zooming in on the figure and like I just oh I was just like you're you're an actress and you're in this film for your capabilities mm. surely for your acting capabilities why is your body taking such a profound mm. like segment of your appearance in this film I know, and the issue is because predominantly the directors and the film people at the top were all men mm-hmm. and still are to some degree. So, like, they will direct and shoot content in ways that appeal to them, which is the female body. And, like, the worst part about it is, like, realising how it's so infiltrated in our society, do things to our appearance to please the male gaze shaving your legs that's because from a man's perspective women are more appealing when they're clean shaven so it's like realizing that like we also actively participate in pleasing the male gaze like it's just so weird like to us women are just beautiful like you don't need to wear figure hugging clothes you don't need to wear a thong you don't need to shave your legs you don't need to wear makeup women are beautiful so when we go out and we do those things, it's like subconsciously filtered through the male gaze, like the, the choices that we make, and we don't even realise we're doing it. Yeah, it's like subconsciously kind of um, in our minds now to sort of, you know, conform to that appearance. But the good thing is, I feel like now, more than ever, you, like women our age and like women that like are older than us, or even like young girls, like are now sort of rebelling a little bit and now it's sort of I look good for me yeah like there's the whole in like you know there's the whole concept of where people would say oh who are you dressed up for and everyone's like, I've dressed up for myself mm-hmm. what do you mean like there like society thinks we get all glammed up for other people and it's like we do it for ourselves if I like I'm going somewhere when I was younger and I didn't have the awareness of how the male gaze is literally in our infrastructure as a society and you know it's almost expected of us I would like you know get ready for my first film nights out and stuff and you're like oh like do oh, nice, stuff I used to wear that was solely you know to I mean? be attractive for boys makes me sick like I didn't care what I thought I looked like I didn't care if I hated tight skinny mini black skirts if they were what boys liked at the time they were on my body like that in itself but at the time I was like no I do want to wear this no I do no no this is my outfit of choice but it's like because I knew that a boy would look at it and it would be attractive to them yeah and whereas now I 
get ready to feel good in myself I put makeup on because I fancy it mm. I like you know make an effort with my hair because I fancy it and I just enjoy it but I also don't feel the pressure to anymore like going to a mixed school I was went to a girls school and I went to a mixed school and even like the awareness of that I was at a mixed school in year 10 I was like oh gotta make more effort now there's boys yeah obviously that's just a very immature young concept and also not a problem to have that um thought process because you're young and it's like oh boys and like that's the main purpose of life is to get all the boys to fancy you but now it it's sort of I feel I will like make an effort with appearance to feel good within myself but I'm also aware that I don't need makeup I don't need a really nice figure hugging outfit that like shows off all my curves to feel good but it does make me feel good and I do it for me so when someone's like oh who are you getting dressed up for it's like my damn self I think the worst feeling of being a woman that I've experienced today and obviously this is kind of you know because someone might be listening and think that's nowhere near you know what I've been through what I've experienced but as in like just being a 20 year old woman what just makes me want to shrivel up and become invisible is walking down the street and being ogled at by older men, mm-hmm. being whistled at like I'm a dog, being, you know, disgusting remarks, mm-hmm. being beeped at by guys that drive past who literally probably have daughters my age at home waiting for them. Mm-hmm. I can't even describe how it makes you feel, can you? I can't even really put it into words. I think one thing that shocks me every time is that I used to think, oh, it only happens when I'm going for a night out. It only happens when I'm in certain situations. But I will be literally wearing like a bin bag with zero (laughs) makeup on. Mm. And I'm like, almost sometimes as a safety mechanism, because I'm like, the worse I look when I go out, the less likely it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, no, I completely understand. It doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't stop it. Yeah. Like, it's just literally yeah. the fact that you're a woman. Like, it, yeah, it's vile. It's when it's like summer, for example, and you're sort of putting on like a cute summer outfit to go somewhere. It's the thought of this is going to attract unwanted attention. It's the fact that that phrase is so normalised from, like, members of my family when I was younger. Like, not so much anymore because now they know I'll completely argue the case, but it would be sort of like, oh, are you sure you want to wear that? You're going to be attracting unwanted attention. Why is it that we have to alter what we wear? Why is it not that that behaviour in them is corrected? Why is the problem with us? Mm. It's not. We have skin and we are allowed to show it and we should be allowed to show it it's so okay for a guy to take his top off in the sun but if a woman was to do that all hell would break loose because through the male gaze theory through like obviously like the sex industry through like porn and things like that our body parts have been so intensely sexualized and on one hand it can feel quite liberating when it's us that we're able to sexualize them yeah but the fact it's been sexualized by the whole of the society that we exist in you feel like you are almost it's inviting unwanted attention just by showing the body that you've been born with that you are, should show because 
why the hell would you not want to show your body when you're happy with it and it's like that thing that's like why do we keep telling women to dress more conservatively to never walk home alone to carry their keys to not go dodgy ways never tell men to change their behavior and think that things are going to be different like you cannot expect that things will change if you don't start with the root cause and the root cause is not that a woman went out in a skirt that was considered short or that she went away home that she quote unquote shouldn't have like it's absurd to me that we are taught to make ourselves safe yet the perpetrators aren't taught to not attack like I don't I don't understand why the responsibility lies with us mm-hmm. to prevent ourselves from being in these situations it just that's I think for me that's the longest we have to go like the furthest thing we're um away from right now in terms of like progress yeah it's the whole like victim yeah thing, like oh you probably asked for it or you probably yeah yeah like that I think we are way 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 far like further behind than we should be with that no we are I completely agree with you in a lot of cases it it, it's the woman's problem it's yeah but what did you lead him on yeah but did you flirt with them yeah but what were you it's the fact that in a lot of situations that are quite sensitive people go to the police because something has like you know an incident's happened between a man and a woman that wasn't right wasn't fair and you know like sexual assault and more often than not I've been told like it's normally the question of what were you wearing how is that relevant you could be standing there stark naked and that doesn't mean that someone is allowed to like kind of do what they wish to do to you to your body it's your body like it's ridiculous I actually deleted someone off um Instagram the other day um just because I don't don't really know them that well but I unfollowed them because they put up an Instagram story that was like um, a TikTok that they'd repost their Instagram story and it was like girls be like this in the club and it was like a Cardi B song and this girl was like pretty like you know getting her to work on and having like a little you know a bit of a sexy dance looking really good and then it was like and then they and then it said something like girls be like this in the club and then be like this um in the weekday and it's the, the same girl like dressed up in like a little suit and it's like I just want to be taken seriously I don't want to be sexualized I could not believe that I could not believe my eyes and this guy put it on his store and put real like so true oh odd and I have never unfollowed someone quicker in my life. So because a girl dances in a sexual way because she feels good and confident and she's, you know, in touch with her own body and she hears, you know, a song and she's like, hey, yeah. like, oh my God, literally me every weekend when things were normal. Mm. That then means that she is asking to be sexualized. So you know how you were saying before about um, it can be empowering on the one hand when women sexualise themselves. This is what winds me so much, right? So men sexualise women when it suits them. So for their own gain, for profit, blah, blah, blah. Then women 
think to themselves because they're fucking smart they're like oh well seeing as our bodies are going to be made like money's going to be made off the sexualization of our bodies anyway why not mm-hmm. harness that power and do it ourselves through the likes of being a sex worker only fans etc etc that is then mm-hmm. suddenly disgusting to men and they're like ooh, she's got an only fans account and it's like to me if women are going to have their bodies be sexualized by men anyway i do not see the issue with them deciding to harness that power and actually make the money for themselves and it's like the fact that men have such an issue with the fact that it's sexualization outside of their control and a woman taking that power away from them yes that is so true like what like you're making about me making like they're so used to being the ones to profit off it that when the money is going into the woman's pocket they're like oh that's disgusting and it's like yeah hold on a sec like they can't date a girl who has an OnlyFans, but they'll happily watch porn. <laughs> Please make it make sense. You will watch that, but because you don't know her, that's okay. But then you couldn't date someone. Um, babe, I hate to break it to you, but um, I just don't understand. And also, I do think. We can we feel empowered when we're in touch with our own sexuality and our femininity and you know our like you know divine femininity and our like divine sexuality within our figure and our body and you know just like knowing who we are physically. Um, but that if I'm comfortable with how I look in like a short dress, that doesn't mean that like bloody Bob driving past me on the road gets to beep at me. It's even the fact that I was being beeped at with groups of girls walking to school when I was in year eight. I'm men, men. It's disgusting. Mm. It literally makes you want to just wish that you were invisible. I literally said to someone, and I will not take this back. I, I still stand by this. I wish when a guy beeps at you or catcalls you, that they literally had like, they get like an electric shock. Not that it's gonna hurt, like actually hurt them, but as in just a little slap, like a little, oh, that's illegal. Like why, do you know what I mean? Like I would happily live in a society that did that. Yeah. And and the same for, you know, if like guys are, you know, guys in their young adulthood or like, you know, Guys that have made you feel uncomfortable by older women. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm not saying it, I know it happens. It does. It does. It's the same. It's the same way. Mm. You know, guys are also sexualized in films. Yeah. You, you know, there's a lot of shirtless vibes, and you know, it's the same either. Or I'm not pretending that that's not a thing. I just think when it comes to women, we have a lot more progress to make because the guys are then still taken seriously in a professional manner. I watched like an interview that came the other day in my feed on Instagram and it was like with all the cast from one of the Marvel films and Scarlett Johansson and like Robert Downey Jr. And they were asking Robert Downey Jr. like, oh, how does it feel to be this established as and proper deep questions about him as a person and him as an actor. And then they say to Scarlett Johansson, 
obviously in the films you're wearing a, a skin tight suit do you have to go on a special diet for that yes I've seen and she that. literally said are you asking everyone this question or is it just the women or she says something quite smart of course she said so you ask him a really philosophical question about who he is as a person and I get the question about whether I eat rabbit food to look sexy in a skin tight suit and even I think Robert Downey Jr was like we're not answering that that's ridiculous yeah this is what I mean when the women are sexualized it's almost like people can't turn it off mm. They just see that woman as that as the the body, whereas with the guys, I feel like they have more leverage for it to then be switched off, and then they're still taken professionally. They're still seeing the a person with a body instead of just a body. But then women are just seen as the body, exactly, exactly. I, I've also been—I don't know about you, but I've always been in a lot of positions where I've actually been quite scared. Yeah, like I'm catcalled or approached, and I feel terrified because I'm alone, mm. and. It's also when the rejection of them or the you completely ignore them and it turns into aggression because you're not validating their ego or validating their like perverted manner towards you because they think you're a girl. Automatically, you're going to comply with everything they say because that's what they're so used to seeing in films Literally. and shows. Or That's the um, another part of the male gaze as well as like being physically attractive and sexy or whatever another huge part of it is being palatable in the sense that you smile you're polite you say yes you say thank you you say please you're like i think it was in florence given's book she spoke about that quite a lot but like you know the whole resting bitch face that in itself is offensive there isn't a version for men yeah it's when you say someone has a resting bitch face i can't think of one time in my life that has ever been said in reference to a man no neither neither can i and so it's like what you were saying with like that aggression when you challenge their ego and you don't give them the response that they want it's because mm. we've been made out that we're we should be flattered for a man's attention and we should yes that's exactly the point i was making yeah and yeah. we should be like really polite and really nice and pretty and delicate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just say yes and no and and it's like that thing that I hate when men are like oh cheer up and it's like I, I was literally gonna say that to you you're allowed to smile darling you're allowed to smile had a bad day it's like um sorry just because I'm female doesn't mean I constantly have to be happy and positive and smiley no why is that stereotype not hanging over guys I don't think uh, you know I've never exp- I could be wrong but I've never known one of my male friends to come to me and say that an older woman walked past them and went smile darling no no, it's the guy, we, they say to us, because like you've just said, we are meant to be, this, the media, films, you know, the sex industry, all things like that have created this illusion of women as being like, submissive. you know, submissive, yeah, and polite and accepting of anything. And obviously there's the phrase, yes, man, but obviously, yes, women, which is, you know, comply to all things. I have had situations where I've literally been going for a walk and I've literally been on the phone to you mm. and you can hear someone cat calling me in the background. I say to you, I cannot believe that I'm in joggers. My hair is scraped back. I literally have like no makeup on. So it just proves that even when you can be glammed up and have your legs out and look beautiful, or you can just be, you know, those days where you're not looking like 110%, yeah. you're sort of looking a bit scruffy. 
you know, you've just popped out really quickly, just did a bit of a brush, not even looking at your appearance at all. And then you still get hassled then. Mm. So I, I literally have said to you on the phone, God, like some people would just kind of whistle at any, like any living thing with a pulse. Yeah. And it's, I, I've been in a situation where it's just like anger and aggression. And then I've been called a bitch. I, I've literally, someone has said to me before, can you not take a compliment? It's like, so I have to take a compliment then. I have to, is that what you think? As if it's a compliment. As if, yeah, thank you. As if it's a compliment. It's not a bloody compliment. It's like saying to, I literally experienced this the other day, saying to someone, I don't understand the concept of what some compliments are meant to be towards women as though people are shocked when we have more to give than how we look. Mm. It's not a compliment. You're not just a pretty face. It's not a compliment. It's offensive and it's rude it's and it degrading. just proves the small-mindedness of you to think that we have nothing internally to give, that we don't have mounds of intelligence and self-awareness. And I just had know. this, mem- like, I just remembered this time at work when I used to be a waitress. And obviously I used to wear makeup to work and I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I got moved from the table that I was working at because it was my fault that I was distracting the boys that worked there. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So my manager was like, as a joke, but it actually, I, he did move me, so it wasn't a joke. He was like, oh no, Charlotte, you're not, you're not working there this week. And I was like, oh, how come? And he was like, oh no, you're distracting the boys. You can't keep doing that. So I got moved from where I'd always worked because apparently the boys getting distracted from doing their job was my fault not theirs so rather than say you're here to work charlotte's beautiful but can you focus on what you need to do you were removed as the issue yeah. it's i was 18 it's, and the guy that said that to me was like 40 it's just not it's not okay i think i've even had conversations just out and about and you know you're kind of chatting to people in like a club or something like that and it's oh god you're not feminist are you don't don't because there's this misconception around people that are feminists that that means that equals hate towards men and general anger towards men and then there's the whole argument of if you're a feminist you don't believe in equality so do you not think maybe we're just trying to get to the same place as men maybe that's why we're feminists because since when was feminism about women thinking they were better than men they just want to be equal nobody has pitched men and women up against each other that that I know of who founded feminism and said men can't be feminists and feminism equals we hate men and feminism equals we don't want equal rights we want to be better than men and feminine feminism equals men are this and men are that I think it's when some men feel threatened by women that are genuinely invested in healthy normal equality for women in society they feel threatened by it because they don't like it and then they attack it because they don't they don't understand it and people tend to attack what they don't like what they don't agree with and what they don't understand sometimes without knowing nothing at all about it i think one of, i heard or read something that said um i think when the black lives matter movement was really like kicked mm-hmm. off last year i was reading something that was saying when there's a group that's being suppressed and then there's the oppressor in order for that to change you need the oppressor to understand and get on board 
So, for example, in that situation, you needed white people to support the movement because they were the ones that held the power. And so you needed them on side. And obviously it's extremely two different situations, but women need men to be feminists and be on side because they're the ones in the places to change things. It's, it's like, obviously they're very different situations, like I said, but the same with men and women. Like men don't like it because they think that asking for equality means that they have to give up some of their power. So the same, but it's not that. So it's the same with like um, white people. They get threatened because they think that having equality somehow means that part of their power is going to, lesson and they can't deal with that but it's not that so it's like men don't want think that feminists being like demanding too much is because they think that it's going to take away from them the control and power that they've always had but it's not it's just balancing it out and so but it's like we need men to be feminists because they're the ones with the weight to change kind of infrastructure that is actually going to have massive effects you're completely right and i just think even the whole concept of like you know when you'd be at school and you'd be told that like your skirt was too short mm. we used to get sent home obviously i didn't i went to a girl's school but i know which like obviously they would say oh your skirt's too short it's not complying to uniform policy it has to be just above the knee or uh, past the knee or uh, like boring nonsense but um Obviously, I know people that were at mixed schools. Obviously, when I went to mixed school, it was kind of like a different sort of uniform because it was like creative art. So we didn't have like skirts and things. It was like you could wear jeans and leggings and stuff. But just the whole concept that people had of, I remember a lot of my friends that went to mixed schools would be told their skirts are too short and you're distracting the boys. And, you know, it's, I just don't understand why it's us that are blamed mm. for other people's behaviour. Yeah. It's like Rupi Kaur, obviously, is like one of my favourite poets. And obviously, she's a Canadian Indian woman. Um, and she will openly say that she's hated by men because I think her political stances, especially on like Indian politics and the history of her culture, a lot of men. Sorry, Siri, I wasn't chatting to you, boo. Um, I was like, no, you can get involved if you want, babe, because feminine, you know, let's have chats, girl on girl. Um, she's like, oh, hey, can I put my 50 pence in? Um, I agree. You would just use me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she will openly admit that she, like, she will say she's not liked by men and even just the fact that that's her accepted reality and I'm sure she can, like, she's the sort of woman that would challenge it and... They never not let it get under her skin because she sees it for what it is. It's like hate of because she's vocalizing herself. She's got a poem in her home body, which is like the home body book, sorry, which is her latest. Um, it says, Imagine what we could accomplish if we didn't have to spend our energy protecting ourselves from society's rapist problem, which is basically touching on really what me and you were getting at that we spend so much time having to defend ourselves against why we show the amount of skin that we do, defending ourselves against the male gaze, wanting to literally shrivel up and turn invisible when we are physically affected and encounter the male gaze through the form of catcalls and whistles and vulgar comments in the street that literally make you want to be sick because they're being thrown at you by men who are most likely the same age as your dad or most likely have children at home that are your age, young girls that are your age. we are so often like tailoring how we are going out into the outside world 
just so we don't attract unwanted attention. And this concept of making sure we aren't attracting unwanted attention is exhausting. It is so exhausting. I've actually had lovely conversations with a lot of my male friends and like just important male figures in my life, my brother especially, bless him. I think I've got, I had a really bad experience being catcalled once and it was kind of that the person like started following me or something. Like it was quite scary. And I came home and told, I was like saying to them like, oh, it's disgusting that we have to put up with that. Like it's the norm. Like it's just, oh, obviously that's going to happen. Oh, obviously we're going to get beeped at because we're in a skirt. Even if I'm in my bloody joggers, like it's, you know. And my brother was like, I am so sorry that you have to experience that because I can't even fathom what it must feel like. And I will never be on the receiving end of it the way that you are or to the extent that women are. He's like, and I'm generally sorry that you have to experience that. And that was like a really uplifting conversation to have. But I think that poem is obviously just talking about we spend so much energy making sure we don't get put in that position, yet we're put in that position regardless. And she has a really beautiful poem as well um, that sort of touches on the body, which obviously we're talking about how, you know, the female body is often sexualized, but the female body is just kind of what sustains us to kind of exist just the same as the male body sustains and to exist it's literally just the vehicle with which you experience the world literally like it's, it's just literally what carries just you the, from a to b yeah it's it's just the vessel mm. like well, i know soul. me and you are large believers in that no seriously yeah, no, i, I know it sounds so like cliche no i know it does sound very like hashtag good vibes good life um, but it's very it is vessels from it no i do i'm the firm believer we don't exist inside of our skin we exist about in our minds and in our hearts and our physical appearance is just the vessels that carry that mm. and but they've been so majorly sexualized and also then there's societal expectations on how our bodies should and shouldn't be and should and shouldn't look and even the subliminal messages in advertising of like razors and mm you got unwanted hair and things like that and like you know makeup and has your skin been feeling dull does your skin look dull um yeah probably because I am a growing woman who has skin and it's not going to look like how yours does because you've been in the makeup studio for five hours before filming that advert for Dove <laughs> also what really winds me up is the emphasis on anti-aging for women but not men. Anti-aging wrinkle cream from the age of 23. Men get to 50 and they're like, wow, he's so sexy. What a silver fox. Ah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's really true. And this says, this poem says, I'm tired of being disappointed. I'm, no, we'll go again. I'm tired of being disappointed in the home that keeps me alive. I'm exhausted by the energy it takes to hate myself. I'm putting the hate down. It's exhausting when you view your body as nothing more than something for society and for men within society to approve of. Mm. I think it's our body, our life, our choice, end of. And I've even had arguments with, like, family members who will be like, oh, that's a bit short. And you're like, and I'm like, um... <laughs> Even in Modern Family, obviously it's a really funny series on Netflix and I, do, I really love it. Like, it's just such a good programme. 
give it a watch, but that's really funny. And Hayley is like the oldest daughter character in it, and she comes down the stairs in like a really short denim skirt, and her mom goes, you're not wearing that to school. And she goes, what? what? What's wrong with it? And she said, um, you're a girl. Everyone knows you're a girl, honey. You don't have to prove it to them. Basically, just saying it's so short, you can basically like see uh... the vagina. And I just thought, there is an issue with our society, isn't it? When you, um, obviously that's just coming from a place of concern, like from the character of a mom. It's like, you're not going out like that because we've been conditioned to accept the fact that that is going to draw the attention that we don't want and it's going to alert, like, you know, guys to take an interest when we don't really want that. And it's quite funny because in that scene then she goes, Phil, can you say something to Hayley about her outfit, please? And he goes, oh, that looks really cute, honey. <laughs> it's like, love how, love the difference in the thinking there. Like, you know, it's what, what we choose to decorate, our, what clothes we choose to decorate and conceal our bodies in. It's just almost like measuring the attention that you want to get. Yeah. Rather than just wearing whatever the hell you want to wear because you have a body and it's your body and you're free to do what you want. It's really hard having conversations like this because there's obviously a much deeper, darker side to it that we have been fortunate enough not to experience. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it is ingrained in us to be aware that there is a level of danger that would be ignorant to ignore. I think, like like my massive spiel earlier about blaming the girl when it's like, it should be the other way, it should be blaming the perpetrator. Growing up, I was always aware that, fuck it, I could wear what I wanted. It shouldn't be my responsibility to change mm-hmm. what I wear to keep myself safe, like blah, blah. But then on the flip side of that, I do have to be aware of the dangers of walking a really dark way home or being by myself late at night. It's like you can't completely be ignorant of situations that we put ourselves in because like sometimes we do literally have to just keep ourselves safe. And it's like as much as we don't, we shouldn't have to do that. We should not have to have alarms yeah, no, around yeah. in our bags and whatever. Yeah. There is also, I think a lot of us have grown up afraid and a lot of us have grown up knowing that there are certain things that we can do to keep ourselves safer and we shouldn't have to do them. And I don't think that wearing different clothes is that thing, but mm-hmm. there are certain things like not going home by yourself, blah, blah, that unfortunately mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm even if it's just for our own peace of mind, we still have to do. It's frustrating that we do have to do that and it shouldn't be our fault because it's sort of up to society that we live in to take responsibility of their actions towards young women and women of all ages, just women in general. However, there is some very dark and evil people out there and you have to be many young, like not even young, but like men included in the circumstances too. You have to be very careful Mm but not it's you have to find the balance of liberating yourself and having confidence that you you, your body is your body and you're free to go where you want and do what you want and but you also have to know that you could easily be put in a situation not necessarily by yourself you could just be caught up in a situation where you're suddenly approached by five different like sort of like guys as a young woman who like have bad intentions yeah. for you and you're alone because you 
left you lost your mates and you you wandered off mm. but that doesn't mean it's your fault what it means is we have to take the steps to make sure it doesn't happen and we have to make sure our friends are taking the right steps if your friend's going on a date with an older guy just make sure they're keeping in touch with you if they're going on a date with someone they've never met just make sure they're keeping in touch with you these little steps just to protect each other because we're all in this together yeah. and I think part of recognizing women's history month is knowing that they did all that work together and looked out for one another along the way and we have to do that too it's protecting one another because we can't overnight change the society that we live in we have to condition ourselves to it without letting it manipulate us into thinking it's okay and it's normal because it's not normal but it is what we exist within remembering like the Rupert Cole poem our bodies aren't just you know for society to mold and tell us what they want us to do and not do with them they're liberating they're free they're simply a vessel and they're ours and they keep us alive I thought you were going to say that they're simply the best better than all the rest (laughs) (laughs) they're simply the best better than all the rest I love women peace out y'all That was such a good chat. Wasn't it? I feel like I've really vented. I feel like I've got a lot off my chest. I feel... There's so too much. Like, that was, like, therapy that we've needed since we were, like, eight. (laughs) Yeah, can we normalise getting therapy for how society makes you feel as a woman? Just to wrap up, just as I've been scrolling through my Instagram, there's a... Instagram page called FCK slut shaming so it's also like without the swearing and they're just like reposting things to empower women and sort of like imposing imposing posting screenshots of like giving it to men who are basically saying girls are the problem someone has said when girls go out wearing tiny tight skimpy outfits I mean they have the choice to wear something else something less provocative so really girls are asking for it someone replied to this anonymous comment if you're out in public and I see you're not wearing any protective headgear, does that mean I can smash in your school with a hammer? <laughs> I mean, you asked for it since you're not wearing something to protect your head. <gasps> and that wraps up the concept of what we're trying to communicate in this episode when it comes to what girls wear. Yes. So yeah, thanks for listening. We have really enjoyed this part one and you know join back with us next week and we'll be discussing part two of women's um history month but yeah i feel like we've vented and loki had a therapy session and we really hope that if you're a girl listening to this you can resonate relate and feel reassured that it's not just you and hopefully this episode has like liberated you and inspired you and encouraged you to not let society kind of place you in this awkward and uncomfortable position of the male gaze mm-hmm. and make you forget your body is beautiful regardless of whether you're a size four or a size 16 Mm. and if you are a guy listening to this then I also hope that you know you may have resonated with something too because obviously we've mentioned like how guys can also be catcalled and also be put in uncomfortable positions and also be sexualized so we're definitely not making it out as though it doesn't happen obviously just in light of women's history month we're focusing more on the female perspective but thank you for listening to this if you are a guy and hopefully you can kind of help us start to make some change if you're a guy listening to this and you have a friend that keeps making weird comments about girls 
stand up for girls. If you are a guy listening to this, the next time you hear a man or a boy or a friend or a family member say something misogynistic or degrading, stop trying to impress them by agreeing and fucking stand up to them. Call them out. Stop the locker room chat, changes. Bro. Stop trying to be Yeah, macho. we're not here. Macho's not cute. Being aware of women's feelings is super cute. So be cute and back us up in this fight against misogynistic pigs. Yeah. Over and out. Free the nipple. <laughs> Free the nipple. Over and out. Love you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. Free the nipple.